this was a typical cliche Amazon podcast advertising, I'd be talking about how to reduce your advertising cost of sales. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. And if that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. If you would like resources and links and other help, to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 453. Hey folks, it's story time. I'm going to tell you a story from history. So true story. This is the story of the charge of the light brigade. The charge of the light brigade was a British kind of celebrated defeat. Being British, we like to celebrate when we lose. So Scott of the Antarctic died trying to get to the South Pole. In fact, he got there, but didn't get back again. And the charge of the Light Brigade, we lost hundreds of men fighting people. So we celebrate it being British. So here's what happened in the Crimean War in 1854. There was a, an order delivered by Captain Lewis Nolan to Lord Cardigan, who was the uh, commander of the Light Brigade. The original order given by Lord Raglan was to get them to pursue and harass a retreating Russian artillery units to prevent them from regrouping. So a little tactical hassling of the enemy. However, the order was vague. And Lord Cadogan in interpreted this order as an instruction to charge directly at a heavily fortified Russian artillery position at the end of a valley. And anyone who knows anything about military history or in basics of tactics knows that's actually a terrible idea. They were very great riders. They were tactically amazing at riding and, and shooting and all the skills needed, but they didn't make any difference because they had devastating firepower from three sides, the end of the valley plus the sides of the valley. So their positioning was truly awful. The strategy was terrible. They were charging at a territory dominated by the enemy. And the attack resulted in the deaths of, I believe, over 100 out of about 600 people. It was um, made famous by a poem by Lord Tennyson, Into the Valley of Death Rode the 600. So very famous British story about the dangers of getting a strategy wrong, whatever your tactical skill. Now, why am I mentioning that? Well. Today, we're going to talk about advertising to sales ratio. And the reason we're talking about this is the following. First of all, advertising costs are a big percentage of most Amazon private label and custom product sellers' businesses. If you resell other people's products, you get to piggyback on their listings mostly, and you don't have to advertise. Most resellers, in fact, don't. You can, but you don't have to. When you're selling your own products, in order to get started from scratch, particularly, and often when you have to to keep the, the visibility of your product, to keep the market share, to keep territory, if you will, to, to use the analogy of the, the military side, you are probably going to have to spend a lot of money on advertising. Now, why do I mention the charge of the light brigade? Because of this. 
if this was a typical cliche Amazon podcast advertising, I'd be talking about how to reduce your advertising cost of sales. Now, I will talk about that in the next episode, but the reason I'm going to not talk about that today is this. I see far too often people performing a charge of the light brigade against their enemies, if you will, the competition on Amazon. And luckily, we don't come out of it with any deaths because it's business, but we can come out with losing people. If you have a business and you tank it and it's got staff, you're going to have to fire or let go of staff. Um, Many e-commerce businesses, even the giant ones like Amazon, have had to lose staff over the last year. So this can have devastating consequences, attacking an enemy that is too strong. And however good your tactics are to manage your advertising and reduce those costs, that will be meaningless if you're in a strategically stupid situation, particularly if you're trying to take territory that is heavily defended from very well-established competition. So I'm going to flip things on its head today. Instead of saying, how do I reduce my advertising to sales ratio? We're going to look at it as a number to give you feedback about the rest of your business. Because even without looking at any, not even opening my browser and opening Amazon, let alone using tools like Helium 10 or other analytics for for Amazon selling. If you show me the economics of a business and the advertising sales ratio, I can tell you quite a bit about the business before I even look at it on Amazon because the advertising to sales ratio tells a story. So we're going to talk about that today. So first of all, what is the advertising to sales ratio? Well, it's relatively simple. This is, by the way, not just an Amazon metric. It applies across any kind of business sales channels or marketing to channels. I guess advertising is part of a marketing and sales channel cost. And sales is obviously, you can have sales channels. Now, in this case, you could be selling on Amazon and advertising on Amazon. But you could be selling on Amazon and your own Shopify site, and you could be advertising on Amazon and Google. You're still going to end up with an ad cost for a particular product over a particular time. And to get the advertising sales ratio, you divide that by the sales of that product over the same period. To keep it simple, we'll use the analogy that I'm most familiar with, because that's what I specialize in, of somebody who only sells on Amazon, and they are advertising their product only on Amazon. It's quite a common scenario. So if, for example, I've got a product that makes $1,000 a month, let's say $10,000 a month in sales, and I'm spending uh, 1000 bucks a month in ads on that product, my advertising to sales ratio on that product is 1000 divided by 10,000, which is 10%. So that's how we calculate it. Now, why is it important? Well, because it's a percentage of revenue, so it's a cost. So here's what, how I would look at this. So a couple of things. Let's do a reality check first about the economics of products on Amazon or any e-commerce or anything, you know, where you're tying up substantial money, for example, as well. But again, I'll focus on Amazon because that's the situation I know best, but this would apply to a Shopify business store owner as well. And I've seen similar things with the odd uh, Shopify store that I've worked on with clients occasionally. So you have your revenue, top line, money in, right? And then your profit and loss, you have your cost of goods sold and then any direct sort of landed costs and your fixed costs. And then after that, you get a contribution margin. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole about that, but then you have your variable costs when you sell things, so the 15% Amazon commission, and then your fulfillment costs from Amazon, and you end up with your gross profit, right? So that's what's left. Now, a typical gross profit margin, if you've got a a good cost structure, is going to be 40%. It might be as low as 30%. If it's lower than that, you're going to struggle. Then I would say... I would tend to try and treat advertising as a direct cost, so above the line cost, if you will. Some people treat it as an an overhead. 
whichever way, it's a cost, right? So let's say you got 30% margin. Let's say your advertising to sales ratio is 20%. Well, that gives you a 10% margin, doesn't it? Well, it's a 10% gross margin before you take any overheads out. Let's say a business that's doing small business, early stages, $100,000 a year. Let's say it's making a 10% margin, including your ad costs. But before you take out the over, over, other overheads, so I can't even say the words, so distressing. Well, let's say that that business spends $1,000 a month on software, some accounting, accountant fees, some legal fees, which don't come up that often, but you're going to have them. Maybe a consultant, if they're hiring somebody like me to help optimize their business. And let's say that that's 1000 a month. Well, that's $12,000 a year. So if you're quick on maths, they've made $10,000 in gross profit, and we're going to put the ads into the gross profit. You may do things differently in your business, but it doesn't make any practical difference, as you'll see in a second. So you've got $10,000 in profit before you pay for your overheads. If you've got overheads of 12000 then you'll minus 2000 profit for the year, right? That's assuming you don't have any, ta any interest to pay. So it's your operating profit. If you've got loans to pay for you, then it's going to be even worse pre-type profit. Okay. So that's not a good situation. So you're going to need to have an advertising sales ratio that comes after your gross margin such that you end up with not only a gross profit, but you have a gross profit that is bigger than your operating costs. And this is starting to hedge into understanding profit and loss accounts. We've talked about that separately, so I'm not going to go down too much of a rabbit hole, but you just need to know that if you treat advertising as a direct cost and if it's pay-per-click, there are arguments for and against, but I would, I would lump it in for the moment. Then you need to look at your profit after ads, your gross profit after ads, and make sure that your advertising isn't basically taking 100% of your profits out of your business because it can easily do that. Okay, so that's the dangers, and that's why we've got to manage the advertising sales ratio. Now let's see evaluating as advertising sales ratio. If I see a high advertising sales ratio, let me tell you another story. I looked at a business recently that somebody was offering me for sale because I'm starting to go into the business of, of buying businesses now, very early stages at the moment, just getting my first kind of tiny deals under my belt, and I'll keep you posted to more of that. But I, I'm looking at this, this business and I would probably do an asset purchase of this business or nothing. It probably would do nothing. But the, the landed cost was about 20% of revenue, which was fine, pretty efficient, actually, meaning, you know, five times markup, if you want to use the word markup. And landed cost meaning, you know, cost of manufacturing, freight, import, duty, import costs from China to US. If you would like resources and links and other help, to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 453. In this case, as in typical for a lot of Amazon businesses. Okay, great. The fulfillment costs are 29% of revenue, which is pretty bad. So they're quite bulky items. And then the advertising to sales ratio was, drum roll, 65% of the revenue, which, okay, they'd launched a lot of products in that particular year I was looking at. So it wasn't the level that you'd be looking at when you sustain, but even so, like I, I just kind of almost laugh. I, I don't want to be insulting to the people who owned it, but that's just an insane number. Now, let's say they had a lot of, of sales going through that year that were, you know, it was new. Well, what does that tell me? It either tells me you've got inefficient ad spend or very low organic sales. In that case, um, very low. And they, they did actually split up the ratio of ad driven sales to organic sales, which is a really good, good me metric or ratio to monitor as a KPI per product line and for your product mix as a whole as well. 
And if it's anything above, if it's anything less than 70% of your sales are organic or 60%, depending on your economics, of course, then it should be a warning flag. It does depend on the economics. It's possible, I suppose, if the economics of your product are such that you have a massive fat margin before you drive advertising and the conversion rate's really amazing. In theory, you could drive 100% of your sales with ads and make a profit. I don't think I've ever actually seen that though. Normally, the value of advertising on Amazon is to drive your organic ranking and then the blend of the two together you know, brings you the sales, which is why, by the way, we do the advertising to sales ratio is critical. I think ACOS, as in the percentage of your ads or your ROAS for ad-driven sales, I think is a red herring because we're not really trying to drive profitable sales via advertising. And most of the time, we're trying to blend the sales from advertising and the organic ranking that results from ad sales and ad clicks and click-through rates and all that together, right? So it's, it's a system as a whole. That's why I treat it as a system as a whole. So I think ACOS can be a very, very misleading metric. We'll talk more about that, I guess, a little bit when we talk about in the next episode, when we talk about how you actually manage that number downwards. But if you have a ridiculously high advertising to sales ratio and you've done your launch months and you've done your aggressive spend months or weeks, depending on how long you launch for, what that tells me is, is not so much an inefficiency in ad spend, because that's probably true, but that inefficient ad spend might waste, you know, a few percent or 10%, but it's not going to raise 65%. It tells me you've got low organic sales. It's mostly ad driven and probably with bad conversion rate. All of that's wrapped up in that number. It tells me a lot. And if you've got low organic sales, what that tells me is that people are seeing your product, but they're not buying it or they're not clicking on it. So you have a problem and that probably means that you are trying to attack big, well-defended territories. Yeah. Hence the charge of the light brigade metaphor. If you are trying to sell, you know, a fidget spinner or something ridiculous like that, this incredibly crowded market with undifferentiated products, you're sunk and your advertising to sales ratio may give you a major hint that you're sunk. And if you think, if you went in, as we all do, thinking that you had a market that you could dominate and the product that was differentiated, if your advertising to sales ratio is totally out of whack, that tells me an out of whack, meaning what? You're not making a profit, right? So if your, your gross margin before ads was like 30%, a little bit thin, and then you're, you're, you're paying 20% of your advertising money to Amazon and you're only left with a 10% gross margin, that's a disaster because you've got to pay for all your overheads out of that, right? And you're probably just going to lose money as a business if you scaled that up across multiple products. So that's what I mean by, you know, what is what constitutes a bad advertising sales ratio. It's not an absolute number, but in most cases, if it gets above 30%, you'll be giving 100% of your profits to Amazon. So do not, and this is what I'm trying to get across here, do not kid yourself that you can micromanage your way out of that by reducing your ad costs. Yeah, sure. If you've got a 30% um, gross margin and you're spending 30% of your prop and your revenue, sorry, on ads, then you've got zero gross margin left after ads. And then you've got to pay for your overheads. That's disastrous. If you can reduce that by say 30%, that would be a 9%, you know, that would be a reduction to 21% a cost. You're still only getting 9% gross margin. Unless your overheads are tiny, that's still terrible. So even if you work very, very hard to, to reduce that as a rel in relative terms, a 30% reduction in your, in your ad spend for the same sales, by the way, it's never the same sales, right? It's, I'm sorry to say this, it, that still wouldn't work, would it? So the other thing I should say, it's never the same sales. 
if you have X amount of sales, for example, this business I was reviewing to potentially buy it and, and I ain't going to be buying it, had something like $75,000 uh, in annual revenue. It really doesn't matter very much whether you try and micromanage your ad spend down or not, because if you reduce the ad spend and 50% of your sales were coming from ads, you might think logically you'd lose 50% of your sales if you just stopped advertising completely as a thought experiment. So suggesting you go that far, but it's worse than that. <laughs> Because the ad-driven sales are giving ranking juice, if you will, a signals to the algorithm to rank you organically for search results for specific keywords that then convert. Whenever people click on your ad, whenever people add your product to cart, having gone through an ad, and whenever people go and actually buy a product, having seen, having put a keyword in, looked on the ads, clicked on an ad, bought ad, the actual product, right? So if you remove that from the equation, you're going to have much worse organic ranking. So all that says to me is this is not a winnable fight. Do not enter it in the first place. And if you have entered it, which is obviously <laughs> what would have happened if you're looking at advertising sales ratio for an existing, you know, existing data, you made a terrible mistake and you need to leave as quickly as possible. And recognizing that is called the sunk cost fallacy. It's incredibly hard emotionally for any of us, me included for sure. I guess I would be ashamed to say it, but I'm not, I'm just human, right? So. It's really hard to walk away from something when you put lots of time, money, and effort into it, but sometimes it is absolutely essential. So let's talk about advertising to sales ratio as a component of overall business health. The advertising to sales ratio is one of the many key performance indicators, but as you can see, it, it is not just about advertising prowess and how well you run it. That's what most people think it means. And they think that the solution to have a terribly high advertising sales ratio, if they have one, is sometimes to hire an Amazon ads agency or to go and get training yourself or plug in a piece of software and or to hire a VA to do that. Tactically, all of those make sense. But if you're reading of the situation, if it's an astronomically high advertising sales ratio, is, is that actually you're in a strategically terrible position, i.e. you are trying to fight people you cannot win a battle against because they're hugely established, they're dug in in the territory, if you will, they're armed with their own advertising budgets. If you want to use the Russian uh, artillery position as, an, as a metaphor. That's quite a good metaphor. It's a highly defended territory. Your competition's stronger than you and you are, and they have a lot of uh, firepower. They can advertise against you. They can reduce their prices. They can, you know, tra send traffic from outside. They have a strong brand. Then the, the solution is get out of that market. And it's really bad news and nobody wants to hear this. They want a magical tactical solution. And I'll give you the tactical solutions in the next episode, but I'm here to say in this episode, this is for the grown-ups amongst us who like myself, just I'm not naturally great at giving up on stuff that isn't working. Some cost fallacy works for me as well as everyone else, but it's an emotional discipline to go, this ain't working. The solution is to stop, to not attack that territory any further. If the guy who was leading the charge of the light brigade had realized what he was going into and had turned around straight away and led his guys out and accepted defeat before it was really massive. They might have lost, you know, half the men or something like that. And that would have been bad, but it wouldn't have been as bad as losing one sixth of the men. And sorry that it was men. They happen to be male. I, I have no gender bias with this, by the way. I don't care about that. You get the idea. So really the, the advertising to sales ratio for me is, is critical because you can just line it up alongside all your other profit numbers and just make sure that after you paid for ads, you have a healthy profit margin. If you treat it, by the way, as an overhead rather than a gross profit, it's, it comes out of the same number at the bottom of the, the profit and loss sheet, right? So revenue, cost of goods sold, 
selling costs, advertising, you know, selling costs, and then you could treat that as your gross profit. And then you might say overheads, including advertising. Okay, well, if you strip it out and you say overheads without advertising 10% of your sales, 10% of your revenue, same thing. Advertising to sales ratio, 10%. All right, fine, whatever. It's the same difference because the bottom line, that's the, the operating profit, it's still going to be the same. So don't get hung up on that. It, the same thing applies. You can't get your way out of this with ninja cleverness, right? Tactical excellence will not stop you getting slaughtered. This is the lesson of the Charles of Light Brigade or one of the lessons, that and communication. So what should you do about all this? Well, you have to monitor the advertising to sales ratio of your business as a whole and be really brutally realistic with yourself about what it implies. I'm not saying you should immediately cull off, kill off or cull product lines just based on one metric. That would be a little bit primitive. You need to go and look at your market share and your competition and the differentiation of your product. But that is a very big indicator. If you've got some like insane ACOS in a certain product after you've done your launch months, say, you know, anything over 30% should, should have raised a big red flag. Again, this isn't ACOS, it's advertising sales ratio or TACOS, total advertising cost of sales is another abbreviation, whichever you want. I don't care about the, the, the war of the words on that. But if you're going to analyze that and it's really high, okay, anything over 30% red flag, anything over 50%, just giant neon sign and a klaxon siren going off, go and look at your market share. Almost certainly you're going to find that you have a really small um, percentage of probably quite a big market. And by the way, this is a, a, again, a, a symptom of another mental delusion that we all fall into, at least I try not to now, and I really, really warn my clients vigorously of this, which is seeing the size of a market as a whole and the revenue of a market as a whole. And assuming that means you can make a, you can gain good market share. So percentage of the revenue that your company sells as a percentage of the market as a whole and B that that will be profitable for you. Newsflash. If you have a giant market, if there's something selling some product category, I don't know what it might be. Can't think of a good example where I give co client businesses off, off the top of my head and they do a million dollars. There's a million dollars a month of revenue being made in that market. Great, fine, whatever. But if you can only gain 1% of that market, you're making $10,000 a month in revenue. That sounds really good, right? $10,000 is great. Well, it's not good because it will be the most ginormous downward price pressure and price competitions. There will be the most ginormous upwards pressure on the advertising cost because everyone in that space will be trying really, really hard to sell their products. And there will be enormous pressure to differentiate your product to stand out. And there will probably be some big household brands there that are very defended and have really, really strong brand names, which means their conversion rates are better than yours. So their economics work differently as well. All of which is to say you've gone into a heavily defended territory full of enemies. And we know how that ends. Don't do that. If you can get me a business where there's a, there's a market of merely $50,000 or 50,000 pounds or euros, very common in Germany and UK, less common in the US, and you can take 20% of that market, that's also $10,000 in sales or revenue. Difference is you might be the biggest player in that space. And so you're going to sweep up the advertising on the much smaller set of keywords that you can advertise on and be cheaper. Your advertising sales ratio will be lower. You'll pick up organic sales. So that pushes the ratio further down, which is good. And then you'll be the preferred supplier. So you have the social proof of being in position one or two, or possibly if you've got multiple products in that space, position one, two, and three on the page, it happens. And the social proof means you'll, you know, you get better conversion rates. So your advertising is more efficient, et cetera. All right. 
And the, the amazing thing about the advertising sales ratio is you can basically, after you've got enough experience, you can read a lot of that into that single number. I'm not saying you should only act on that. You should go and do your homework, but you'll probably find that it's a pretty reliable indicator. So that is what I have to say about the meaning of the advertising sales ratio. It's a critical number to keep in mind. Quick recap. First of all, don't be the charge of the light brigade. If you try to go into a territory that is heavily defended by your competitors and they are armed with ammunition, in this case, money to spend on advertising, you're going to lose. Or at least you're going to have heavy, heavy losses. And, you know, if you started with, if you have Russian style tactics, talking of Russia, it hasn't really changed since the Crimean War, to be honest, even in the Ukraine war in, in 2023. They tend to throw bodies at the problem. And if you're willing to just throw money wastefully at the problem and, and, and throw money out the door, you can probably co conquer the territory. But that would be what I call a Pyrrhic victory is another famous historical Greek victory, which basically means they won the war, but they lost so many people and it was so horrendous that it wasn't worth winning. There are many such victories available to you on Amazon. Should you choose to take them? I would so advise you not to do that. Go and find a nice little valley that you can conquer yourself and then be the guys dug in with the machine guns and nobody will really be able to push you out of that territory. And now you can take your profits peacefully and calmly. Thank you for tuning in. This is a slightly controversial take perhaps on this topic. I, I kind of hope so, not trying to be controversial, but I certainly want to provoke people to think in an intelligent way about this stuff and not to be tactically oriented when the strategy is a mess. If you have thoughts, don't forget to come over to the Facebook group, amazingfba.com forward slash FB, F as in face, B as in book. And do give me suggestions for future podcast episodes. Always happy to adjust my output depending on what you want. Final things, don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify or Amazon or I said Apple, sorry, or Amazon podcast. We're probably on that as well now, actually, but it's pretty small. And if you have a business of any kind of size, really, where you got to have an existing business and you want me to have a look at it and check the numbers, the KPIs and audit that business and see if in fact, maybe you're making some ghastly mistakes or maybe you have some great opportunities you've overlooked or you just have a tactical thing you want to solve, then go over to myamazonaudit.com. That's my, M-Y, Amazon, A-U-D-I-T, tango.com. And you can book in there. If you scroll down, you can book in a time for me with a 30-minute call on Zoom. I'll probably, you know, ask you a couple of questions beforehand on email about your business, and I can audit your business for you. Fairly high-level audit, but sometimes that's where the bigger value comes and, and point out some threats and opportunities for you as well. Next episode coming up, strategies to optimize your advertising sales ratio. I should probably call that tactics, really. The word strategy gets overused, but there are ways of improving advertising sales ratio. And if it's moderately good, it's certainly worth making it really good because you will make a lot more money. That's it for me. Sorry to be a bit controversial, but I kind of, sorry, and I'm kind of not. I don't want to be negative, but I want to be helpful. And sometimes being a bit blunt, I think, is the value that I can provide the Amazon seller community. I hope you agree. If you do, don't forget to go over to uh, 10kcollective.com for the show notes for this episode and other related episodes. Thanks very much for listening. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 453. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show 
And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.